Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about nutrition for nannies and how to uh, live your life in a a slightly more nutritious way as a nanny because sometimes we are surrounded by junk food depending on the households that we work in. And to do that, I have brought on... Brooke Blazevich. Hi, welcome. Thanks. So excited. Um, I met Brooke at the International Nanny Training Day in Hyde Park, and uh, I really loved what you had to say during the panel discussion, um, even though that wasn't about this. (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned that um, you had been uh, nutrition, was it a major? Yeah, I studied nutrition in college. Yep. Yeah, I and nutrition so, background. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, going to grab you mm-hmm. and put you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited that you asked. Yeah, um, great. So before we start talking about nutrition for nannies, let's hear a little bit about your background as both a nutritionist and as a nanny. Sure, yeah. Um, so I studied nutrition for my bachelor's degree. And um, throughout college, I babysat here and there whenever I could and um, started getting involved in fitness, too, kind of at the same time. So I started um, teaching fitness classes. And one thing led to another. I started becoming more healthy little by little. Um, That led to me going to grad school for sports management, which initially was supposed to be health promotion. But all of those kind of... um, apply together. So I was studying nutrition, um, learning things about fitness. I, after grad school, um, had a huge, huge decision to make on my career. And my initial choice or my initial idea was to work in fitness full time. (laughs) And I kind of burnt myself out at that point. And um, although I still care about nutrition and I care about fitness and having a healthy lifestyle, I just no longer felt like that was a career choice that I wanted for myself at the time. Um, it was very easy for me to turn to nannying since I had been doing it on and off. And, um, it may have been confusing to some people, but I am so glad that I started nannying full time. So I've been doing that for about five years. And, um, I just recently opened up a nanny agency so that I could help match make nannies and families together in Chicago. Yeah. Which is called? 
Nanny Harmony. Yeah, and we will talk about that a little bit more towards the end, but uh, that's very exciting. And I love a nanny opening up a nanny agency. Exactly. Every mm-hmm. time that happens, it just makes yeah. my heart smile. I care about my nannies. Yes, which is so important mm-hmm. and gets overlooked. So, yeah, I and I totally, I feel like your journey with nutrition is similar to my journey with theater. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, yeah, and so, but... Let's let's share the knowledge. <laughs> let's share the knowledge. Um, so yeah, so as nannies, we're constantly surrounded by high carb food options and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, high sugar treats. Even in you know quote unquote healthy households, sure. there's still there's so many you know there's suckers that happen after. <laughs> haircuts and (laughs) swimming and you know and not to say that a nanny needs to partake in that or is even supposed to partake in that but Mm -hmm. it's just little temptations throughout our entire day so what is your advice to help avoid um overdoing traditional like kids food sure um well let's acknowledge that the unique thing about nannying is that we're working inside of a home on and off throughout the day every day yeah so you could compare that to working from home mm-hmm. you're constantly surrounded by your kitchen or their kitchen um the food that's around you the snacks on the counter like you said so that is very very different than being in an office and kind of being able to remove yourself from those temptations yeah um and you're right there are a lot of if there aren't if it's not junk foods there are just constant things in front of you so it becomes um very tempting to grab (laughs) and eat constantly throughout the day as a nanny so one thing I'm thinking is to try to reroute your your plan of attack when you're working from home or working in a nanny house. Um, I think just kind of rechanging your habits or redirecting your habits. It's really easy to eat mindlessly and right. to n- have an excuse to just put something in your mouth because that's what kids want too. So, right. we, <laughs> but let's kind of rethink that and start to feed ourselves at times that make sense. Um, with that being said, I think that it's beneficial to eat throughout the day and to have small gradual meals um, for many reasons. It's good for your metabolism, but being a little bit more mindful about what's going in your mouth every few hours will help you to make choices that are, um, you know, choosing nutrient-dense things that make sense, like something protein-based or having cheese or something satisfying, a handful of nuts and um, protein bars and stuff that are heavier rather than treats and junk that will then make you crave more it's kind of just a downward spiral from there it really is because once you open that bag of skittles (laughs) it's gonna all be eaten Uh (laughs) um yeah i completely agree and i know for me that i am i'm much more likely to make healthy choices if i am not hungry Mm -hmm. so i also think that yeah keeping in mind that eating small snacks and meals throughout the day uh does make sense but making better choices that are going to keep you full for longer Mm -hmm. uh helps me make better choices throughout the day and also drinking lots of water oh yeah yeah i would definitely like to highlight hydration later on um but i'm thinking about how you 
no matter what, if you'd like to become healthier and just start being, start thinking about what you can do to become healthier and focus on nutrition, um, you have to, have to, have to make effort in being a little bit more intentional about your food throughout the day. And if that means prepping food, bringing food, um, it's just what you have to do. Mm-hmm. I think if nannies are able to eat the food that's in their home, that's great, but it becomes, it causes you to rely on what they have and therefore you're not bringing healthier options if they don't have those things. Um, so you have to be willing to kind of make that change. If you're not already bringing food to work, let's start doing that. Let's start bringing containers of things that you can eat throughout the week. Um, but ultimately, I want to get that point across that you have to start being prepared. You have to start making choices for yourself um, so that you have great things to choose from in your nanny house. Yes, I think that is so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I usually boil six hard-boiled eggs and take them at the beginning of the week Mm -hmm. and then because I go work out before I nanny and then I show up and I'm starving even though I ate before I worked out but then I it's all gone (laughs) yeah I work out in the morning too I feel you so when you're saying um it doesn't work out well when you're hungry um yeah that's why I was thinking of being prepared bringing those foods and actually sitting down and trying to feed yourself is critical. That's something that I think nannies can relate to is um, we tend to put ourselves second or third Mm -hmm. or fourth. Um, We're giving kids meals. We're sitting them down for breakfast and lunch. But when have we eaten last? It can be hours or we've just had little bits, again, not to fully satisfy us. So it becomes we become hangry or frustrated. And finally, we put a child to bed and we're just shoving things in our mouth and we're not actually sitting down and making sense out of a meal. Um, so that can happen. Definitely. We don't want that. We want to be emotionally in control and feed <laughs> ourselves. We deserve it. Yeah. And I also think for, for nannies that are struggling with that concept of, um, you know, but I have to take care of the kids first. Well, a way to take care of the kids is to model good eating habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so to, you know, change your thought process a little bit from, I'm I'm not serving the kids by sitting down and like taking time to eat myself, but you you are. Mm-hmm. So flip that switch in your brain. I agree. Um, that modeling that behavior, and if you listen to the episode ending mealtime struggles, Katie Leinecke talks about how in a lot of nutrition for kids classes they talk about how you should eat the same thing as the child, mm-hmm. um, but then. Both of those need to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but by eating it yourself too, you're saying, I'm I'm also eating this. I'm not just forcing peas on you. I'm right. eating peas too. Yeah, that's something I could get better with. Um, definitely, because I'm feeding nanny kids their nanny food <laughs> or their food. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bringing my own thing. And although I may be, well, to your point, Children definitely are paying attention to what you're eating and they're Mm -hmm. interested, they're intrigued. So if you're eating broccoli and they've never had broccoli, they notice it and they may want it, which is a great thing. Um, But if you're bringing your own food and you're, um, you know, failing to recognize that it's valuable to have the same foods as them, um, I mean, I'm just realizing that lately that that's an area where I could improve. Although I may be eating at the same time, I think I could start cooking things and giving that to my nanny kids and... Um, that's really powerful and important. Yeah, yeah. And that switch for me helped a lot with, uh, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So 
you mm-hmm. got to feed yourself as well. Yes. <laughs> Put your oxygen mask on first. You do. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, if as a nanny, you're on the more timid side in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you know, don't feel like a master chef. Mm-hmm. Um, are there some easy ways to start down your cooking journey path? Sure. Yeah. There are a lot of options, um, tons of options. So it kind of depends on what intimidates you, mm-hmm. I'd say. If you're intimidated by a knife or cutting your veggies and you think that that's either um, intimidating or time-consuming, it can be. So if you'd like to buy things prepped or chopped and buy bags of lettuce, buy bags of chopped broccoli and things like that, go ahead. Um, I'd say if you're discouraged or if there are things that you think you dislike about cooking um, or areas that you are lacking knowledge, then um, acknowledge those things and and let's take a look at how we can fix it. So like I was saying, it might be pieces of prepping food that you get nervous or intimidated by. Um, You can buy things chopped in any grocery store, really. Like for me, Mm -hmm. I really dislike cutting up onions. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes me cry, Mm -hmm. literally, and (laughs) and figuratively, like my soul cries. I don't like it. And so I pay the, you know, $2 to get the thing of chopped onions Mm -hmm. because I... It makes a big difference It does. Or garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely buy pre-chopped garlic. And I sure. know that I'm paying more. Yeah. But it's worth those $1.50 or whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, markup on the pre chop I think that's adulting, making yeah. those choices. <laughs> yeah. I um, I feel like I learned that just in the last three to five years. Making yeah. that choice to spend a little bit more um, to make you feel so much better or for convenience, it's worth it. Yeah. So... And then I also got a, um, like a food processor, a small one. Mm -hmm. It was like $30, Mm -hmm. which, you know, isn't nothing, but it's, it's not break the bank appliance. And I got a small one and that's also helped. So if I'm trying to like incorporate a lot of chopped vegetables, Mm -hmm. you can, there's a chopped setting on there and you just toss them all in and it'll chop it for you. See, that's great. Otherwise, I think if you're intimidated or you don't really know where to begin or you don't think you like cooking that much um I think you really do have to think outside the box Mm -hmm. so kind of I was saying rework your thinking but you have to start in a completely different area try a new grocery store see what options you find in front of you um try to get inspired by things on social media that's an easy thing but instead of being intimidated by the fancy recipes with fancy pictures Um, find the simple ones, especially for starters, find like the five minute meals or the 30 minute meals, find the the five ingredient meals. Yes. And then from there on out, you can, um, you can add more. So baby steps. I mean, really you should look at it that way. Baby steps are, uh, the way to go. I also think, uh, something that helped me was I went to the library and I typed in things like cooking in college or Mm -hmm. like, and this is gender stereotypes, but in this particular case, uh, go with them. I looked up 
like cookbooks for men mm-hmm. because a lot of times they're simpler and that's because they're playing on gender stereotypes. Not saying that men cannot cook well yeah. because they obviously can, but there's, I think there's a book called A Man, A Can, and a Plan. Wow. And it's like a bunch of recipes that are like the simplest things mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, and so... And, you know, if you don't mind having them mansplain to you because the <laughs> authors are also usually men. Yeah. Um, but, yes, things like that of thinking outside of the box of, um, yeah, you don't need the fanciest yeah. meal to start out with. Start with the more basic stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And once you love one of those recipes, I think you that'll inspire you and kind of um, reassure you that you can do it. Yeah. So you really have to start somewhere. Um, once you find a favorite, keep making it and see where it takes you. Yeah. And slow cookers. Mm, yes. That's those a great are great. Because uh, yeah. they're, you know, you it, it's hard to mess them up because exactly. you, you can't burn it really. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I... I think I probably could figure out a way, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, they're just try to dummy proof yourself, Mm -hmm. um, or set yourself up for success. Actually, I'm going to turn it to the positive. Mm -hmm. Just like we set our kids up for success, set yourself up for success. Yeah. That's a great example. You really can't (laughs) mess those up, those recipes. And you can do breakfast and stuff in there too. Yeah. And then just cook it while you sleep, Mm -hmm. which is great. Very great. Um, or yeah, cause, and sometimes nannies, um, you know, we're gone for eight hours and coming back to a really good smelling home mm-hmm. is the best. Mm-hmm. It really is. And then I also have enjoyed, um, cooking with my nanny kids, Yeah, which we'll have an episode about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but incorporating the kids in the kitchen too has helped me because to learn something the best you teach it Mm -hmm. and so learning you know little steps for cooking with my kids has been very helpful definitely I agree yeah but I do love that idea of figure out what what your obstacle or obstacles are because there's something holding you back. Sure. And it's not the same for every person. Right. We have to feed ourselves. So if there's a, an area that you're starting to um, make too complicated or if you're resenting cooking for some reason, try to figure it out and take a different approach. Yeah. That's great. Um, so what are some ways to include more veggies into like standard kids meals mm-hmm. uh, to be healthier for both you and and the kids. Yeah. Um, so for kids, I think the earliest that you can start, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, trust me, there are so many options nowadays for different types of pasta, bean pasta, lentil pasta, cauliflower pasta, cauliflower rice. And these are fantastic ways to kind of mask having veggies in what would be more (laughs) of like a standard meal and then having sauces on top and seasonings and things and make it even better. Um, There are 10 times as many companies that make products like that through Trader Joe's and kind of any and every grocery store. That's huge. Um, I know when I started nannying and babysitting, I used a book called Sneaky Chef. Mm. And it's kind of common, but um, 
at that in that book they talk about using veggie purees and hiding it and putting it into different recipes that's a good idea too it takes a little bit more work um you can get away you'd be surprised you can get away with hiding like a white bean puree in macaroni and cheese for instance oh yeah um what else you could do like a spinach a frozen spinach puree that you end up adding into a marinara sauce or something or Again, sneaky ways. smoothies oh you yeah can get lots of smoothies veggies are a smoothies. whole topic <laughs> in and of itself i'll definitely talk about that in a second but it is nice that there are a lot of products that are trying to sneak veggies in um even you know, crackers and chips there are like spinach based things so i'm i'm happy that i've seen those changes in the last few years so really be on the lookout for those options for kids yeah there's um, actually one company ancient harvest they sent me I don't know if you can hear the box. Uh, they sent me two different boxes, and I've used one with some particularly picky eaters, and they liked this. It's macaroni and cheese, and it's a power protein pasta, so it's gluten-free, um, and it's got uh, lentil shells mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. it. And so it's not dairy-free, but it is gluten-free, which for me is key. Yeah. Um, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've had I've had that product and other similar ones. Um, chickpea is another great ooh, a great yeah. um, veggie or bean that that you can kind of turn into pasta products and other crackers and things. Um, but let's talk about smoothies for a second. Yeah. So this is really really great for nannies, um, but also great for nanny kids. So this is something that you can do together. But this is uh, a concept that I think any and every adult child or person should kind of get on board. If you are not making smoothies. Get with it. Yeah. For real. Um, If there is something holding you back from making smoothies, (laughs) if you don't have a blender, figure it out. Borrow one because it'll make a world of difference for you. Um, Don't overthink the recipes for a smoothie. Do not even bother to measure things. I am telling you, don't. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Throw everything into a high power (laughs) blender and experiment. Um, Add a veggie. Add kale or spinach. You will not taste it. It'll be brown or green. Right. But you won't taste it. And it's such an, in- an amazing way to add cups of veggies to Your something day. as easy as a drink. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. I have found, because I used to add kale, and my blender, because I have a like single serving mm-hmm. blender that I use in the morning, so it's not quite as like powerful sure. as a normal blender, but I am sacrificing that for the ability to take it mm-hmm. on the go very easily. And um, and so the kale wasn't like getting all the way blended That's up. That's true. And so, but I found if I use baby kale... Yeah. That it works. Yeah. It works like spinach. Yeah. So that's a little hack. Mm-hmm. That's a, no, that's a good point. Cause I know people, people know that kale is a rough textured vegetable. It is. Um, my sister calls it brooms. You swallow <laughs> it and it's like brooms going down your throat. I think that's a funny, uh, thing to call it. But, um, for the amount of nutrients that you're getting from kale and spinach, those are obviously the most common vegetables to add to smoothies. Um, it's just so worth it. So right. find a way. Yeah. Experiment with recipes. If you're adding any kind of fruit that you like, berry varieties, bananas, um, whatever you have on hand, add that, mix that with a leafy green of some kind. Um, any sort of water or milk or dairy-free milk, not milk, up to you. Put a splash in there. 
And then aside from those things, I'd highly recommend adding a protein of some kind. It'll make you fuller longer. Um, Protein is great for everybody to have throughout the day anyways. So this will start you off the day right if you have it as breakfast or have this as a snack later in the afternoon. So any kind of protein powder, if you don't have a protein powder, you can use nut butter, which will give you a decent amount of protein, um, and then fiber-based proteins like chia seeds, flax seeds, and hemp seeds. Mm -hmm. Those are your friend, again, for protein and fiber. Get yourself one of those um, options and add a couple tablespoons, and you'll have a really, really good smoothie. Yeah. It's nutrient-dense. Yeah. You can also add avocado, right? Yes. For some, like, fat and protein. Mm-hmm. If you want, um, yeah, yeah. I love oh, another <laughs> thing. I know I said don't bother with recipes. I just think experimenting and seeing. Don't pressure yourself to buy certain things. See what you have on hand and and um, experiment. But if you Google image charts for for smoothies, those are fun, and I've been inspired more so by those charts. Which, what I mean by that is, there are charts that will say like, pick from these fruits, pick from these veggies, pick from these milks pick from these fiber sources or proteins um and then healthy fat sources like you mentioned avocado or coconut oil and such so that gives a very clear um base of options you can just pick and choose and say oh i have that okay i'll add that so i like that visual yeah that is i'm gonna check those out there are a lot because i do smoothies every morning and um Mm -hmm. And then I have my hard-boiled egg when I get to That's great. Yeah. <laughs> my I've had a smoothie every morning for what feels like years, yeah. and I can't shake it. Me neither. It's the best, even in the winter. I know. I like it. Agreed. Um, yeah. So I think that those are all really good ways to do it. And yeah, you can sneak so many vegetables and so many things. Yeah, you can. Um, if it's helpful, I think... There will be somebody somewhere saying, you don't understand, my nanny kids or my regular <laughs> kids, they don't like vegetables. They won't. They'll know it's in there. Um, keep trying. Yeah. I know it's simple, but just keep trying. Don't tell yourself that this kid does not, will not ever like broccoli because they'll turn a corner someday. Right. So keep exposing them to things. Vegetables are the main thing I'm talking about here. Right. It tends to be the issue. Um, keep exposing them to things, keep eating them, leading by example, keep sneaking them in things, keep offering that on their plate and Mm -hmm. take the pressure off. Don't get, don't put emotions behind it when you serve it. Don't get upset when they don't finish it. Just offer it and and provide that exposure. That's really important. Yes. Yes. Cause yeah, I, some of my nanny kids, as I put the plate in front of them, will say, I don't like broccoli, but by the end they ate it because mm-hmm. they were bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah, they <laughs> failed to pay attention to what they're eating. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Or because they're hungry and I won't give them more peanut mm-hmm. butter until their plate is done. Yeah. Um. So things like that, um, I think are very very helpful. Um, what are some easy on the go snacks that are good for you? Because I know that's. For me, that's a big part yeah. of the problem is like, you know, you're running around. I have one school age kid. You're picking them up and taking them to another activity. And Yeah. Um, well, I want to preface this by saying you're going to have to 
try to be prepared. Yes. Because the easiest grab and go go snacks are processed foods. Mm -hmm. So whether it's something that you start preparing on Mondays for the week or bring from home on like a Sunday from Sunday meal prep, um, prepare bags of veggies, prepare bags of nuts or trail mix and kind of create some options for you. And you'll be, that's a way better recipes for success than relying on kind of whatever you see in the nanny kid's house, which tends to be not snack, yeah. <laughs> processed <laughs> snacks. Um, so some options would be, I'm a huge fan of bars personally. There are so many out there. So there are mm-hmm. like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but if you were to find a brand or a kind that you like that is relatively healthy, relatively low in sugar, high in protein, has some fat of some kind, nut based, then go with that. Have that at least a couple times a week if you can. If you can, um, there are some really great ones out there. So I could go. I could be specific, but otherwise, hard boiled eggs. That was a mm-hmm. fantastic idea. Um, you said you bring six for the week. I would bring like fifteen. Personally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I love eggs. They're the most amazing, convenient source of protein, and uh, they're a grab and go food. So. Yes. Please try that. Highly recommend. Um, and if you'd like to spend a little bit more on the bags, you can find at Mariano's that have like 10 or 12 hard-boiled eggs in there for under $5. That's really nice and yeah. done for you without the shells. So um, Trader Joe's also has that. Yeah. Trader Joe's has a lot of healthy snack options. They I really could go on do. and on about what they have available. Um Ants on a log is a good classic fave. Mm-hmm. You should bring that back. It's not nearly as popular as it should be. It's kind of a good combo. Um, what else? I also, uh, and I've discovered this recently, but the seaweed snacks. Yeah. Those like help curb my, I want chips or sure. like a salty. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more, I give in more for like salty. Okay. Uh, processed food than I do for sugary processed food mm-hmm. and I know that about myself mm-hmm. and so the seaweed snacks help with that yeah you get to open up a package and it's yeah. kind of crunchy yeah that's true those are great and there's a lot like it's a lot in there and you have to mm-hmm. eat them quickly because they'll absorb the moisture from the air and then oh, they're really? not as good that's funny um so you're you kind of in a race against time <laughs> <laughs> I really also like uh, roasted chickpeas. Mm, those are good. You like season them with uh, like cumin and mm-hmm. you know salt and there's other. Look up a recipe, but yeah, um, and you roast them and then they're good. Like mm-hmm. grab and go. Yeah, there are companies that make those. I've had those, um, but that's a good idea to make something like that. Yeah, that's great for savory options too. Um, because I'm allergic to nuts, so mm. that's always been, you know, I have to think a little bit more Yeah, around that. Definitely. This may or may not be, ob- be obvious, but throughout the day, every few hours that you are hungry for something, look for high-fat, healthy-fat sourced foods. So if it is nut-based, otherwise um, soybean-based, edamame, hummus, um, let's see... Meat-based, egg-based, beef jerky. Otherwise, um, if you were to just grab fruit, say, if you're having something that's high in sugar and you're using that to curb your appetite, that may end up um, 
kind of working against you. So having snacks, not to say that fruit is not a healthy choice, but pairing it with something else, pairing it with a nut butter or pairing it with um, a stick of cheese would be a better idea than just having that piece of fruit. Mm -hmm. And that'll keep you more full. So have that in mind when you're when you're, you know, on the topic of grab and go foods, think of high protein, high healthy fat, and you'll be better off choosing those. Yeah, that is. That's very good advice. Um and can we do a quick rundown of like nutrition? Just of nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just teach us your graduate education. <laughs> I can do that. This is how I would do it. Let's talk about macronutrients, okay? Great. So if you've, whether or not you've heard that term, I'm guessing a lot of you guys who have surfed Instagram or the internet have read the term macros. I'm not going to tell you to count your macros, but let's talk about what those are. Yeah. Macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbs. So we've heard those terms. Uh, we've learned something along the way from the food guide pyramid or who knows what, but we may not know what foods fall under those categories, especially the kind of in-betweens. You'd be surprised if I were to quiz somebody, what food do you think this should be categorized as? And be like, uh, I don't know, meat, which source? (laughs) I'm not sure. Don't take my exact words for this, but let's kind of talk about the concepts here because each food falls under a general macronutrient. Okay. Okay. So for instance, bread, any Uh kind of bread product, we would categorize that as a carb. Yes, it has bits of protein in it and it has bits of fat, but that's an example of its main component is a carbohydrate. That's an easy one. Yeah. Okay. So when thinking about macronutrients, we have protein, fats, and carbs. Let's talk about protein first. Protein would be meat sources, eggs, protein powder, and don't forget protein powder. So that could be protein bars, veggie-based protein powder, um... I am a huge fan of protein powder, so if you haven't ever looked into any before, I recommend having something on hand, again, for smoothies or for other purposes. So those would be our... And then there's plant-based protein. So before I forget, let's touch about plant-based protein would be tofu, beans, seitan, um, tempeh, etc. Okay, Mm -hmm. so those are our protein sources. Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Now, fat sources... Fats would include nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't know that that's a fat source, now you know. Nuts, avocado is a fat source. Same thing. That's where that belongs. It's in the fat category. It's a very healthy monounsaturated fat, but it's a fat. So we have oils. Any kind of cooking oil, um, that goes in the fat category. We would also have um, seeds. Mm-hmm. So seeds, those are a healthy fat source too, but they are a fat source. So, um, unless I'm forgetting anything off the top of my head, is those would cheese be... cheese and a fat? In cheese, um, we're going to categorize that as dairy and we're going to put that okay. in the, we're going to put that in the carb section. So I'll get to that next. Um, consider that the fat and the protein sections are kind of small, simple, straightforward. Now the carb umbrella is huge. Yeah. You could almost say every other food you can think of falls under the carb category, <laughs> um, aside from veggies. Okay. So veggies are kind of a, let's consider it a free category. They are healthy. You should never count or limit yourself. That is like its own category. They're free. They're great. They're fibrous. They're healthy. There's a lot of um, micronutrients in them. We wouldn't categorize veggies as a protein, as a carb, or a fat. Okay. Um, 
for the most part. Yes, there are starchy veggies, but for the most part, veggies are great and they're free. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on the topic of carbs, um, we'd categorize dairy, any dairy product, yogurt, fat-free, whole milk, yogurt, flavored yogurt, sugar-free yogurt. So let's categorize all of those as a carb, even if they're high protein or Greek yogurt. Okay. Um, milk products, um, tortillas, English muffins, processed carbs, whole grain carbs, pasta, rice, um, what else? Desserts, treats, pastries, ice cream. Fruit. Um, fruit, of course. That's <laughs> the other thing, fruit. So there are more foods in the carbohydrate section compared to the others. Right. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, carbs are not bad. Carbs are not bad at all. We know them to be an energy source, but since there are so many foods that fall under that carb category, it's hard not to choose them. And we should just be mindful about choosing some protein, choosing some fat, and choosing some carbs throughout the course of the day. Right. So that's kind of like a simple way. Um, Again, don't hold me to it. Those are the main categories that these foods could and should fall under. Um, When you take that into consideration and once you get that basic knowledge in your head you can then look at foods and think that's kind of a carb that's kind of a protein that's kind of a fat i have a good variety here Mm -hmm. um when you start your day it would be best it would be really great if you could have a protein source for sure Mm -hmm. you can have a carb or a fat either or or both with it okay Mm -hmm. but definitely try to have something protein based um I could go into examples, but I'll kind of skip ahead. Protein is something that you should have throughout the day, okay? So every few hours or at least at every meal, you should incorporate a protein, a high-protein food. Protein does not work like a bank. So you can't eat a bunch of protein in one sitting and store it and live on that protein for two days. Okay. So keep that in mind. Protein is something that our body needs on a constant basis and protein is not just for muscle building it's for muscle maintenance and the maintenance of your organs and your body so you need protein just to keep yourself stable keep yourself going (laughs) exactly it may not be our energy source but we need it all of our body parts need protein for maintenance not just for growth okay um again on a regular basis Now, carbs are our energy source, so there is more of a strategy as to when we should have higher amounts of carbs if you were to get a little bit more specific about it. So carbs do kind of work like a bank. If you were to eat a bunch in one sitting and then run a marathon the next day, yeah, you'd be running off of those carb stores. Um, On the other hand, if you're eating lots and lots of carb stores and you're not working it off, I think it's commonly known that we will store those carbs and then it turns to fat carbs are not bad but we don't need to overdo the amount of fuel that we put in our bodies if we're not using that much right um nannies are active but let's be honest if we are eating more carbs throughout the day because of these snacks in front of us uh then we're actually active especially for a what seven month winter that we have in chicago yes we may not be as active as as the amount of carbs that we're consuming. So yeah. think about it. And then for fats, something to say about that is um, I think it's becoming more commonly known that there are healthier fat choices. So that's great. Um, avocados, nut, nuts and seeds, those are healthy fats. 
Um, those are way better than having unhealthy fats, which would be um, animal-based fats. Not about to say that butter is bad for you, but saturated fats, um, trans fats, processed fats. These are things you're like, where are these found? Basically processed foods. Yeah. So we can see a difference between the way that our body handles healthy fats versus processed food fats. So keep that in mind. And fats are healthy to have at any point throughout the day, especially if you're having cravings. Then usually what your body needs is something filling and something high fat. Um, That is an important reminder. If you're having a lot of high sugar, high carb cravings, feed your body those healthy fats. Your body's either telling you that it's low in those fats or you'd just benefit from having that and it would help you curb those cravings. Yeah, that's great That's advice. a pretty good rundown of yeah. macronutrients. That, I learned so much. <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> um, before we started recording, Brooke, I was telling Brooke that I feel like my education as a child mm-hmm. <laughs> in the 90s yeah. was just lacking, you know? We've And we've learned so much. We really have. Then. I was eating string thing and uh, mm-hmm. gushers. I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah. And fruit by the foot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I was recently reminded, uh, listening to a different podcast, uh, the My Brother, My Brother and Me, about, do you remember Bubba Jug? The, it's like powder that you I then do. chew into bubble gum. I do remember you do that. all the work for that. My them. sister had a bubble gum collection, so I do remember that. <laughs> so anyway, that's just... Mind-blowing. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. They were convinced you... I mean, I'm sure that they were just reusing the <laughs> dust from making other <laughs> forms of bubble gum. That's funny. Yeah. Good point. Um, But anyway... Garbage food. Garbage food. (laughs) There's no, I mean, I guess you're working off calories forming that into gum, but, um, but yeah. Okay. So, and then as far as exercise, the other side of, of nutrition and you're Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, carbs versus how much you're using those carbs. Yeah. Um, as far as exercise, what are some ways to get yourself moving as a nanny and mm-hmm. maybe get your kids involved too? Sure. Um, well, one thing I that comes to mind is if you're not intimidated already about nutrition, you might be intimidated by exercise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you know that you could improve in either of those areas, then chances are you're afraid or you're unsure or you're like, screw it. Yeah. I'm not even going to bother. Right. So with that being said, I think it would be um, helpful to, similar to what I was saying earlier, think of a way that you can just change your habits right now with your lifestyle or with your schedule with the nanny kids, whether it's a simple change like walking to an activity instead of driving. um, Those things add up. Yeah. And you'd really just have to get over those first few weeks of adapting and changing, the, making those choices, right? right? Um, that's like with any change. Starting to go to the gym stinks for the first few weeks, and then you start to feel on, like you're on top of the world. So make small changes. So it depends on your schedule with the children. Um, look for ways that you can get outside more. It's It's a given that you'll have to get out of the apartment or home in order to be more active. Right. For the most part. 
Um, so find ways that you can do things with the kids or find some nanny friends, go on more play dates, get out more. Because I think you can fall into a rut of just staying at home and playing with the same toys and um, that limits your level of activity. So For sure. take a look at where you can where you can go with the kids. Yeah. And I also have found um, that doing yoga Mm -hmm. with my little ones is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this, it's on Amazon Prime, I think, which most families have Mm -hmm. an Amazon Prime account. And it's called Cosmic Kids. But I think you can also find ones on YouTube. But it's this, I think she's Australian, but Mm -hmm. maybe British woman, um, who makes a story and then you do yoga like throughout the story oh, that's cool and so the kids are more likely like it's not just like and then we hold this pose sure. and then we, we hold this, this pose yeah but it's like and then we let the fox out of the cave that's and, cool you know and like we have to be the cave yeah and uh and she's delightful mm-hmm. um and very engaging and so i have found that with my little one he asks for that now yeah he'll be like marfa did you bring your yoga mat that's amazing <laughs> the other day i was wearing a dress and he was like is that a yoga outfit <laughs> It's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm afraid not. No, I cannot do yoga in this. But I I was like, I promise I'll wear yoga pants tomorrow, bud. Mm -hmm. For you. And then your kids are begging you to wear your leggings. And that's my ideal. Exactly. Um, Yoga is a great idea. Definitely. Um, I would like to incorporate that more. I never got into like a normal habit of doing it with nanny kids. I don't know why, but I like yoga on my own. So um, this is something, this is just what I'm saying. If you haven't been doing something already, reinvent the way that you go about your day. Because, you know, starting tomorrow, I could with my nanny kid say, here's what we're going to do and start doing it on a regular basis. And it's up to me to kind of lead, um, lead us in making those daily habits yeah so you have to get creative get inspired try a new idea and roll with it yeah there's also dance videos mm-hmm. on youtube that they will you get stuck in that. your head mm-hmm. but they're fun sure and the kids will want to do them yeah because that's that. the other thing is that sometimes i find that i have you know big plans <laughs> <laughs> the kids are like that's not what I want to do. And then, you know, get some pushback. Yeah. And then you can decide whether or not you're going to not force it on them, but whether or not you're going to be like, no, we're going to try this for 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, or you just give up and move on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think especially the walking to places now that we have hit, well, I say that it's 50 degrees yeah. in Chicago right now, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Ideally, I think the worst is over. I think it's time for us to walk. So any nannies listening to this in the Chicago area, now's the time. Get out and walk. Yeah. Let's put do them it. in a stroller. Yeah. Push it. <laughs> <laughs> also, no excuses. I just had this thought that if you're listening and you have a Fitbit yeah. and you want to be in a challenge with me. Fun. Send in your email address to Chronicles of Nania, and I'll set up like a Chronicles of Nania Fitbit walking challenge. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of nannies have it. Leah Fryers, who's been on, and Kate Birch, 
who's been on the podcast, they both, and we do walking challenges all the time. That's fun. um, So yeah, that's an interesting way to... Yeah, that's a really good idea. Apple Watches have, I think, that same feature. I guess I got to get a watch now. (laughs) Yeah, or your phone has it. And they have, there's um, lots of different, like, step game programs that, like, the more steps you get, you get stuff. And I have found with kids that can be a good incentive. Like, if we go out, or Pokemon Go, if we go out, we can go catch Pokemon, Mm -hmm. and then they want to go. Yeah, my mom's a nanny, and he, uh, for a little guy, and he is all about, He she's had a Fitbit and an Apple Watch, and he's very involved in the steps that they yes. try to accumulate throughout the day. So that's When great. Leah was a nanny, she she and I were in a challenge, and our kids then started being <laughs> like, you have to walk, yeah, because you have right? to beat the other kid's nanny. That's amazing. <laughs> so, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that there, there's lots of ways, but I love that idea of, um, making small habit changes Yeah, and just saying yes to, yeah. you know, more movement. Yeah, we're tired. We're, there's always an excuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, we feel exhausted. Some of us are in like, uh, I'm on the third story of a building. I go up three or four flights of stairs yeah. with a stroller and a little guy. And, um, I think we're all in a similar boat. So there's always a... Um, a temptation to give an excuse, but just start changing your habits and um, things get easier over time. So take yourself outside of your comfort zone and um, show yourself the superwoman that you are. Just go with it. Yes. Or Superman. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Okay. So what are some other good ways to use nap time? So Mm -hmm. you're like, the kids are napping got a little bit of time but it can't be loud yeah to get in a little exercise or yeah I've done this here and there um not regularly because there are other things to do and my (laughs) exercising is not priority during the day but um I've definitely experimented in different households with different options and sometimes it just feels like you're ready for some activity hence like winter um I think having a set of dumbbells or a kettlebell is really awesome but there are a lot of body weight things that you can do um there are so many apps and videos on youtube that you can search for just find one that calls out to you or that appeals to you and try that for a couple a couple workouts or a couple weeks you don't have to get overwhelmed by the amount of options out there but just start small start somewhere so i think having a set of weights of some kind is great but otherwise body weight Mm-hmm. Oh, is perfectly appropriate. Um, just because weights are involved doesn't mean there's a lot of clashing and banging. I right. think, like, let's acknowledge that. I think um, pressing a weight up slowly and picking up a weight off the ground, a.k.a. deadlifting, which mm-hmm. is what we're already doing with children, or <laughs> even a pencil Very off the true. ground, let's learn how to properly pick something up, which is very beneficial and important as is right and then let's do that with a weight or a box or a jug at home practice proper form and you'll be getting benefits it's like a multi-muscle group exercise so now that I'm um, on that note deadlifts are a great exercise that when you hear that term you might think is oh that's too much for me I can't deadlift during work but really um I could even give you a great link for a YouTube video that's really helpful in learning forms yes, for this please. 
Um, and then I'll post that on yeah. the um, Chronicles of Nania uh, Facebook. Yeah, but what you would like, what you'd want to do is do some exercise where you get a lot of bang for your buck. So multi-muscle group exercises. These are also slow, controlled movements, or there are slow, controlled movements that you can work multiple muscle groups without getting super overworked and sweaty and like basically non-cardio movements. Right. Um, that are great, and you can just be doing these for. 10 to 15 minutes. I think anybody can squeeze that in. Yeah. So um, I can think of a lot of examples, but let's just think of starting small and um, kind of quality over quantity, finding like beneficial exercises, beneficial videos. Um, Don't think of it as I need to do this 60 minute workout video, kickboxing class, and I don't want (laughs) to do this right now. I, yeah, Yeah, start small. And uh, something that I have been doing recently that I've uh, enjoyed is uh, push-ups on the stairs. Because mm-hmm. I used to be able to do push-ups like normal. Yeah. And I, I've <laughs> <Normal>. lost <laughs> and I've lost that ability yeah. because I haven't been exactly. working those muscles. And so uh, and so I got super intimidated, but I was like, just do it on the stairs. Yeah. And now I'm up to like, I can do 20 push-ups on the stairs. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And what gave you that idea? So that was great. Um, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are other, I'm sure there are resources. I mean, the internet is great for things like this. But yeah. there are resources to find um, modifications. That's yeah. the word. Modifications yeah. for anything. So if you're searching multi-muscle group exercises or... Um, Basically, squats, push-ups, things like that. You can find all kinds of variations and modifications and start really, really small. Yeah. So if you are at all intimidated by doing 15 minutes of exercise, either during your nanny day, before or after, trust me when I say there are places where you can feel comfortable. Um, Use the internet to try to find those things and uh, venture into an area that you haven't tried before. Yeah. And I, I just, I mentioned that because I know there are some people, I mean, myself included, that it's like you try to do one push up and you get so discouraged. Sure. And so, um, just know that there are ways to do it that yes, there are won't make you feel so out of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Um, Another thing that I wanted to touch on is the idea of balance. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at Facebook groups and Instagram and we see that word get thrown out a lot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but let's talk about what that means in your day. Sure. Balance is a good word and it's definitely an important concept to keep in mind. Um, You and I had a short conversation about this before and so I wanted to go off on a tangent quick about basically... Adopting, adapting a healthier lifestyle and trying to brush up on nutrition or fitness. I think it's easy, like I was saying earlier, to become intimidated, like this needs to be some giant leap, um, but it doesn't. Right. So um, when, when there are people influencing you around you saying, take baby steps, incorporate balance, yes, you can work out and then have a drink on the weekend or whatever you'd like. Um, I do think that's a healthy way of thinking of things. I definitely think that having sort of a 
80-20 balance is great. Mm-hmm. So 80% of the time or throughout your work week, you're eating as healthy as you can. You're eating vegetables. You have some fiber throughout your day. You're drinking water. And 20% of the time, there are special events and special occasions and big bowls of ramen and whatever you want to <laughs> indulge in and go for it. <clears throat> um, definitely balance to me, I think, is tricky because... People don't know where and how much balance is too much and how little balance is not enough. Um, Let's try not to calculate that. And I know I said 80-20, but just keep that. The reason that that's in place or the reason that gets recommended is because you can't, let me not say can't, you should avoid thinking of food or exercise as... um, well, I'm just going to sneak this in just this once. I'll just have a piece of cake, and then I know I'm going out for tacos later, but it's fine. I'll start tomorrow. I think if we start to push and shove away these healthy opportunities, we won't get anywhere. So you do have to put in some work at some point. The balance term comes in when we say we've done this work, we've invested in our bodies, we've been active, we've been trying, we've been nourishing our bodies with healthy food, And then we can indulge here and there and it feels good and your body responds better to that. Right. Having that balance. Um, But if it's your norm, it's not an indulgement. (laughs) That's true. So whether or not you're just starting some sort of nutrition journey or fitness journey, health journey, um, I think it's easy to get distracted or swayed by figures on social media that are saying, do more, do more. This is how you get this body. And this is, you know, do this 30 day challenge and, and commit like there are no rest days, hashtag no rest days. And I think that's very toxic and very, um, a, vain, a very dangerous way of thinking. Yeah. So I, I l- learned the hard way that more is not better back when I was working in fitness. And yeah. I would really like to share that piece because, um, Again, whether you're starting from the beginning or not, or whether you're a relatively healthy person now looking to get healthier, don't think that adding more exercise or getting more strict with the diet regimen is better for you or that you'll be better off because that's not true. Right. Um, That's tricky and confusing to somebody who's thinking, well, what does that mean? (laughs) Should I not eat healthy all the time and then I should bounce. This is balance, right? I'm going to have ice cream now. (laughs) Forget it. I don't know. So just give it some thought and think about how that can apply to you. Think about what you're doing currently and be honest with yourself. What are your normal habits? Like what is your normal situation? Are you eating because you're bored? Mm -hmm. Are you going out to eat for almost all of your meals? Are you, um, gravitating towards the same foods on a regular basis let's change it up so something has to be shaken up something has to change and when I would talk to nutrition clients in the past it was obviously very important to customize those needs based on the person's habits and the person's regimen so um I guess with all of that it's important to focus on yourself focus on your own progress and acknowledge your progress and be realistic about how, what your goals are and acknowledge that making little changes will make you feel better and better about yourself and healthier and, and, you know, help you gain more energy and all of that. 
So don't compare yourself to what somebody else looks like. Please don't. Um, and if you're getting inspired by people online, make sure it's for the right reasons. You know, try to find healthy role models that are making real food, not for photography reasons. Um, they are, you know, they have sustainable lifestyles so that you can kind of um, piggyback on what they're doing. Yeah. And if you're accidentally following the right, the wrong people for the wrong reasons, then I'd advise you to rethink that because it can do you some harm, you know? Yes. I, yes, I do know. The internet. The internet. <laughs> Um, yeah, the actress, um, and I can't remember her name, but she plays Tahani on The Good Place. Hmm. And her Instagram, she has this campaign going called I Weigh, and then you put everything that's not about your body. So, like, I Weigh, I have good friends, and Mm -hmm. I Weigh, I have a master's in education, and, like, all the other important pieces. And she's just a really good warrior for positive yeah body image i love that yeah so you could start with her yeah (laughs) i just forget her name but look up tahani from the good place great um but yeah i i i totally agree with that and i think it is important to say and also keeping in mind that as nannies Mm -hmm. we are the kids are watching us oh yeah and so thinking about how the internal monologue that we have with ourself it shows and Mm -hmm. it's important and it's rubbing off on the kids always so um so yeah if you if you if just doing it for yourself Mm -hmm. isn't enough because I know sometimes it's not for us yeah um for the type of person that is a nanny yep um it's hard to do things just for you Mm -hmm. then I think you can dig into that that the kids are watching you yeah for their sake too yeah that's a great point I love that um and it's yeah, and I I also um, I would recommend the My Fitness Pal yeah. app mm-hmm. um, if you're thinking about like, well, I wonder what I actually am eating because sometimes sure. we're living our lives in a way that we don't even really know. Sure. Um, like you think you know, and then you start tracking what oh, yeah. you're eating, and just and not to do that forever and not to do that religiously. Oh, yeah. I would say the same thing. But to do it for a a week Mm -hmm. and just really like be honest about what you're eating for a week. Yep. That was a very powerful exercise for me. I completely agree. Like you said, um, yeah, avoid latching onto that as like the only and every way that you should track your foods from here on out. Um, But if you don't have a clue how much protein is in an egg Mm -hmm. or a piece of meat that you eat all the time, or lunch meat, or things that you have on a regular basis, then definitely look into the app, such as MyFitnessPal, or Google it. Um, It can be tremendously helpful, because then from there on out, you can start to remember estimates of how much protein you're getting in one sitting, and at least just be, um, what's the word? Aware. Cognizant. Cognizant. You can be cognizant about kind of what you're eating in a general. Yeah. Have general knowledge about what you're eating throughout the day. That being like a good amount of protein, a good amount of carbs, and uh, a little bit of fat too. Um, And that's a good suggestion. Yes, but yeah, I do. I do say don't get obsessive. Like we were just talking about, balance is important. 
So don't be like, hold on, child. I can't play with you right now. I have to log these Skittles. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't do that. Yeah, because that's taking it too far. Yeah. Um, So uh, are there, I mean, we've mentioned some resources throughout. Are there any that have come up for you as we've been talking that you haven't mentioned or? Resources online. Um. I could think of some, but I'm not good at doing that off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, well, and if you think of any, you can yeah. email them in to me. Yeah. And I'll post them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the the big takeaway from everything we've said is small steps. Yes. And everything in balance. Um, you, if it if it stops um, making you feel better and and really being honest about what's making you feel better right. because sometimes push-ups in the moment you think this isn't making me feel better this is making <laughs> me feel terrible but yeah. in the long run they do make you feel better yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. really being honest with yourself I think that that is a good place to start yes um, yeah I would I would definitely agree with that. Worry about yourself first. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody is different. Everybody's different. So worry about your needs, your feelings, and your preferences um, and tune into that. That is huge. Um, The term intuitive eating has kind of gained popularity in the past year or two. And that literally means just focusing on how you feel when you eat certain foods. Yeah. That's it. So there's not, there isn't like a special significance to that other than just paying attention to yourself. So I do think that's important. Um, The other thing I want to say is there isn't a one-way street to nutrition. And I compare this to languages. There are many and tons and hundreds of different languages. No language is better than another, but languages fit better for other people or resonate better with people. So let's think of nutrition that way. Um, if you've, if you have a preference on a type of diet for whatever reason, that's perfectly okay. If a friend is doing things differently or a roommate, that's perfectly fine. Um, let's not treat others like we know that our diet is better than others because there are a lot that circulate around there that are popular too, like paleo and gluten-free diets. And everybody has a reason as to why they're following these things, um, with that being said, if you're interested in trying something new, trying a different regimen or eliminating something, then go for it and give it a chance. Um, give it two weeks and uh, or 30 days if you can and see how you feel. You deserve it. Knowledge is key. So there's just such a plethora of information, great information, and then so some not so great information online. But find a source that's rather reputable or that you, mm-hmm. fi- that you feel... Um, is you find a gold mine somewhere and educate yourself in an area that you weren't familiar with before that pertains to food or nutrition. Um, I'd be happy to look up some resources for this that you might be able to post. Otherwise, um, being hungry for knowledge about nutrition is, is a great thing because we need to feed ourselves for the rest of time. So (laughs) it's an important thing to learn. Yeah. And I, I do think uh, just like last week with uh, Stephanie talking about approaching different cultures mm-hmm. with 
an open heart and a curiosity. I think approaching food with an open heart and a curiosity I love that. Um, is really important and it serves you well. Sure. Yeah. And let's not think of foods as right or wrong yeah. or good or bad, especially with telling our children that foods are good or bad or right or wrong. Um, let's avoid doing that because that's not necessarily true. Back to balance. Um, again, labeling those foods is totally unnecessary. It's just acknowledging what these foods do for our bodies. And when there's a time, there's a time and a place for all of these foods, there's a quantity for each of these foods. So let's think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, let's talk about Nanny Harmony. Okay, sure. Um, I opened up Nanny Harmony this year, and uh, I had some experience working with nanny agencies in the past when I was a nanny, Mm -hmm. so I knew about them. Um, I had some great experiences and some below-average experiences, but I knew that I'd like to consider opening up an agency one day, and... um, so I made it happen. Yeah. And it's up and running. I serve the Chicago and suburbs, the Chicago area and suburbs. I um, Things are going really well. I get a lot of nanny attention. And uh, nannies like working through agencies because they know that they'll kind of have all of their bases covered in the end. There are a lot of factors that go into coordinating a relationship with a family and a nanny. So I'm kind of here to provide a bunch of tips and um, pieces of information and resources for both families and nannies. I'm really passionate about that, handing over um, a bunch of information so that people feel prepared about having that or developing that relationship together. Um, I also have nanny experience, so I care a lot about my nanny tribe and I um, kind of stand up for their rights and make sure that they feel comfortable and prepared in families' homes So I'm an advocate for them too. Yeah. It's going well. That's awesome. So if a nanny is interested in learning more or applying uh, to be included in the agency, how do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So visit our website, nannyharmonychicago.com. Any nannies that are looking for a job or even if you are not, check our website out anyways. Um, You can fill out a nanny application there. Otherwise, just check out what we have to offer on the website. Um, so yeah, families are our, our clients as well as nannies. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, great. Uh, and then we end each episode with a fun story or quote. Uh, and I actually have one because it happened recently and it was very funny to me and it has to do with food. So it fits in nicely with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the other day I was serving lunch and I made a uh, peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think it was zucchini and grapes was the lunch that I served. And so I included a fork for the zucchini mm-hmm. and then I was getting my lunch together and my little one was like, Marfa, I need a spoon. And I was like, <laughs> for what part of your meal? <laughs> and he was like, my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, and I gave him one and he deconstructed his peanut butter and jelly, but he ate the entire thing, mm. like even the crust. Yeah. And so I was like, 
I let this roll and yeah. I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. Because he had a plan. And That's amazing. He stuck with it. <laughs> and then later What's wrong with that? Right? Exactly. And then uh later that evening my boyfriend was like how how was your day and I was like well my kid asked for a spoon to eat a peanut butter and jelly (laughs) so and I feel like that sums up my day it wasn't good or bad it just it happened (laughs) I love it (laughs) yeah so things that happen yeah and I I think that's a good lesson and and not fighting it because I could have easily been like no yeah I feel you I was like, no, let's see where this goes. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. I love that. <laughs> what a cutie. Well, thank you so much, Brooke. This You're was welcome. a blast. It was very fun. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.